Rowan Radio 89.7 WGLS-FM proudly presents And One, a weekly podcast about the National Basketball Association, keeping you up to date with professional basketball players, games, and headlines across the league. Here are your hosts, Aiden Doherty and Aiden Butler. Welcome back to another episode of the And One Podcast, Season 2, Episode 2. Your two hosts are here, Doc and Butler. We're joined by one guest today, uh, first time this semester coming on the podcast. Kareem, nice of you to join us today. Be many more times. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hopefully, as you are one of our, actually, I, th- I would say you're the only Heat fan, I would say, in the sports department. Yeah, probably. I think yeah. About it. I'm pretty sure that's the case, so mm-hmm. we enjoy your insight very much, which we will be getting a little bit later today when we discuss uh, some of the moves your team made in the recent weeks, but... We're going to start off with what happened this weekend because what transpired in this last three days of NBA basketball, absolutely ridiculous. Uh, We can start Friday when it came down to it. Big game scoring-wise, the Suns and Pacers. Pacers, first of all, Suns were on a seven-game win streak going into that game, but then Mm -hmm. the Pacers were able to get the win. Uh, Devin Booker in that one, 62 points. It's just a... I feel like it's a habit. It's a him. casual. Yeah, every time, every time he drops big numbers, it, it really, <laughs> it really just didn't feel like it was one of those games because everybody was obviously watching Luca, which we'll get to. But man, Devin Booker is just one of those scores that just like it just go. It's seamlessly like it, it's seamless, and he's just he's got that. But uh, I don't know how the Pacers really are somehow yeah. keeping their numbers up without <laughs> Halliburton consistently. <laughs> like it's not like oh they had one good shooting night. Like they're putting up, still putting up like 130. Siakam's been really good since that yeah. move. I, I I've like I'm not a huge like Siakam like fan, but like watching him play, mm-hmm. it's special, man. Like uh, carrying that. Uh, it's, I don't want to even say carrying because there's a lot of role players that accept oh, the dude, role like on Nemhard, that team. Like yeah, Nemhard, yeah. you got it'll be topping at 23 in this game too. I will be top ever since he's been traded from the Knicks. He's been he's been kind of hooping. He's been being used the way that he knows that he's best being used. Uh, shooting that three ball that's improved this year, and then cutting to the basket, which the Pacers do best in the NBA, getting to the basket. Uh, usually they do that with Halliburton on the floor, but he's been out. Mm-hmm. M Hart, they just put him right in. Eight assists, seven assists, nine assists. He's plugging in numbers right there. Of course, this is assist numbers a little bit off from what Halburn would be getting, mm-hmm. but Nemhard's just been plugged right in, and they're some way somehow still winning these games without <laughs> their best player. At least set to return though for Tuesday. Which you have that matchup? Who they Celtics, play right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, so, yeah, he's coming back just in time. TNT on that one as well. Mm-hmm. Too. That'll be a is, good day. Ben Simmons is projected to play tonight as well. Saw that as well. <laughs> uh, I remember. Earlier, uh, we had did a segment on uh, one of the earlier podcasts. <laughs> uh, when do we expect him to? Do we expect him to play at all this season, or do we not expect him to? Which I, I believe I was. I think I might have been the only one that said he's not going to play. Which uh, I was yeah. very wrong. <laughs> it, it literally came out like thirty minutes <laughs> yeah. later that he was like, right, like coming back soon. Yep, it was which, funny. Uh, I was very wrong on that one. But Ben Simmons also getting back into the fray of things. Uh, enjoyable to see as basketball fans because at the end of the day. When it came to basketball, he was a good basketball player. Of course, when things got farther down the line and playoffs things, that's where other things came up. But sticking to Friday, because one guy had 62 points. Mm. But uh, Joel Embiid, what was it? Was it seven days seven, that he had? Uh, um, the record he had it on Monday, so he only had it for oh, Tuesday, no, not even Wednesday, seven days. Thursday. And, 
Yeah. Luka Doncic, 73 points down in Atlanta. The Mavs win that game 148 to 143. I believe Kyrie did not play in this game. As, nope, he didn't. No. Did not play in this game. Like a thumb either. injury? I'm not sure what his injury is. He's had a couple where I thought he was going to play in the Mavs. But he, I don't, I don't what, know. What do you think's more crazy or about this game? The fact that he had 73 or the fact that he didn't even have half his team's points? Like, <laughs> like he had a little bit less than half his team's points, which is like if you're scoring 60, you're usually scoring more than half of your team's points. And something that kind of gets overlooked with that 73-point game you went 25 for 33 from the field. Yeah. I like, saw that's, that. that's ridiculous. <laughs> what? I was, that was insane. I, I saw that. I was just like, 25 for 32. That's it's like cr- 2K numbers. It's crazy because I was I got Some two. people can't do that in yeah. 2K. <laughs> I, t- I Wait, tuned I in. on that game? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I tuned into this game. I think at the end of the third quarter, um, mm-hmm. I was uh, actually in the station uh, that night, and I tuned in, and I'm like, oh, he's about to come out. I think he had like 62 at this point. He sits for a minute, comes back in. I'm like, oh, my God. I'm like, they're going to kill him. <laughs> like, 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 I know he's going for, you know, the points, but I'm like, really? He's sitting. He played 44 minutes. I think he was actually closer to the 45 mark than he was to the 44 mark yeah, he was, yep. uh, due to seconds. So he did everything. And, man, he can't let Booker have anything. <laughs> like, yeah, like like he can't give him one night. Sixty-two, bro. nah, seventy-three. As, as a Booker fan, it hurts, man. I I uh, I've been like a not like a big Booker fan, but you know, kind of one of those that, and I, he won't let him have anything. I think Booker's just had that reputation for um, where people just don't like him because of stuff yeah. he says off the court. Regardless, he's probably I I would say best shooting. Guard, I think it started when he, I think it league. started when he asked uh, why are you doubling me like I think I think it started I think it started with the whole Luca incident. <laughs> yeah, well no, no I think the double me thing was before the whole Luca thing. Yeah, but that, that 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 more just came back to bite him more than mm. <laughs> I don't think anyone really hated him for it, but I was like, well, well, well. <laughs> yeah, but man, he had sixty two. Not only did he not win, he didn't have the highest point total of the day. Like. I'm just wondering, yeah, like, is anybody gonna drop a hundred this season? <laughs> nah, I think, dude, honestly, hundred's so possible. hard, man. I think and, and, and we have to have it has to be at least three three overtimes. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Like, it's gotta be like Luca. I think Luca might be might do it. If he I don't does, know, like, double triple overtime. I'm, I'm trying to think, like, who would really have the best chance? I know, like, Luca, like Embiid have had it. I mean, in theory, I would say like Embiid in the sense because he just dropped seventy and like. 35 minutes so it's like in if he gets another overtime plus the spur he doesn't get taken out those last three minutes i mean he's reaching 85 wait for a year 22 lebron you're talking <laughs> uh, i mean you never know i mean we're talking about those weekend games i'm sure we'll get to that one but oh, but yeah I, I don't know if we'll ever get to and with all these scoring games there's been a lot more Wilt Chamberlain talk. I think best, best shot is Embiid. Oh, yeah. Just because yeah. of the free throws. And it's like, we really haven't seen uh, a video at all of uh, <laughs> the Wilt Chamberlain thing. And I don't believe it, but hey. That is honestly one of the NBA things. Like, I believe it, but I, it is one of the I, NBA things. That I understand how, like, dominant he was. It's a theory. But, like, I don't think he was. Like, I need to see proof. <laughs> you can't tell me. You can't hold up a piece of paper that says 100 on it and expect me to believe it. Yeah. I, I, I think I think it definitely happened. It's just funny. I, that I was about to like, say, there's got to be some folks that were at that game yeah, that are still but alive. Like, none of them have talked. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's like, it wasn't that long ago. Yeah. There's still some folks that have to be around that were I at that game. I need some proof, please. <laughs> Someone needs to come crazy. out. It's crazy. I think, to me, though, I will kind of... I hate not to... 
take away old time basketball. But I feel like the scoring record to me is the Kobe eighty one in a sense that mm-hmm. like I don't really want to count some of those games. Not that like, they should be it's history. Like it should always be mentioned and all that. But I think it's just kind of impossible with how good NBA players are now. I think the modern I think we should separate it. So like the modern record is eighty one to me. Like I and I think that's as good as it's gonna get. And I, I agree with that, but like you said, I think I think a beat won't be like he got 70 I think if I think got, it's just hard Because he doesn't shoot threes And I think you need to shoot yeah. threes To get 100 Yeah Like and Kobe didn't really shoot A lot of threes either though Yeah he didn't He But he He's just He's Kobe And B would have had And B would have had Like if Probably if he had like in Those last like two minutes Plus overtime He probably could have gotten The the record, um, well, the Kobe record, uh, but I think like to get a hundred, if we're truly talking about that, like I think you be, need to be a Steph Curry, like yeah. you need to be somebody that can just, just make ten, th- make like ten threes and a half. I just, I just want Steve Curry to just tell Curry, just take every shot. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what it would have to be if it's a guy like Curry. One night, it probably is Luca who Luca and Embiid. They probably have the two best shots. The way they're used in their offenses, offenses, yeah. excuse me. They shoot the ball the most. They're they're probably the most too likely to be able to reach that mark in the next two years. I would actually not even leave out a well on his current team. Donovan Mitchell won't be able to do it, but say if Miami goes goes like the Spurs or <laughs> something. Yeah, if he was, yeah, if he was kind of on a team like the Spurs and where he's going to shoot the ball thirty times a night. Could see it happen with one mm-hmm. of the. Also, one thing about guys. like Wilt's numbers, he shot above eighty percent that from the free throw line that night. Are we mm. buying that a guy <laughs> who shot like 50, 60% from the free throw line hey, all of a sudden has an I've eight? Seen, I've seen Drummond have good nights from the line. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah but I'm these like, were double-digit like, free throws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right, moving on to Saturday's games. Uh, first one that was nationally televised, uh, the Heat and the Knicks. This one was in MSG. The Heat fell 125 to 109. Uh, Kareem, Jalen Brunson went off, 32 points for him. Uh, Ojeana Nobi kind of had a solid game, 19 points. Two late steals. Julius Randle did end up leaving with a shoulder injury, which I believe they said his shoulder is officially dislocated. Yeah, they said two week to three to weeks. weeks. They said week to week. They oh, they, so they, week they don't week. have any uh, set time yet. Hopefully he's okay. For uh, you, though, uh, Kareem, you know, you have a, uh, let's just call him a new point guard on your team when it comes so, like, down to it. I, I, How do you I, feel? Yeah. I've never disliked Terry Rozier, but, like, he's always been on, aside from, like, the Celtics, but, like, a semi-losing team. Very true. And Miami <laughs> is a winning type of culture. So I think he'll need time to adapt if we do if we do decide to keep him past the trade deadline. However, like I like I told you earlier, I think he's just a shorter Tyler Hero who's okay on defense. Mm-hmm. He gambles for steals a lot, which kind of backfires because then you have other players with help defense. And then now their player their their man is wide open. Again, three's uh the name of the game, but Shout out Brunson. Honestly, uh, we'll see you in the playoffs. That's all. No. <laughs> I'll see you. In the, okay, yeah. this might be a four or five prime matchup. I could actually, like I well, said, though, we'll OG get to Obi. We'll get to the Bucks later, but I think this could also be like a three or six matchup. Like I think one of these teams could slide. Mostly the Knicks because their winning streak and could slide in that three spot. And if the Heat stay at six, like you could see this be first round. Uh, but yeah, when I saw from this game, I didn't watch, didn't wasn't able to catch too much of it uh, due to covering the Rowan uh, games. But I tuned in for a little bit, and I saw like OG Ananobi, and I'm not gonna lie, he kind of looked like Kawhi. Like not saying like he he he's gonna be Kawhi Leonard, 
But some the form literally looks exactly like Kawhi. Like it's that stiff like jumper that looks. Doesn't talk much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna get up here and say he's Ka- Kawhi because he would drop like 19. Yeah. But like if Kawhi was never became to stardom and was kind of just this role player and just kind of emerged as this role player, that's like. That'd be OG and Anobi. Yeah, I think it would be OG and Anobi because he hits the mid range shots too. Um, I think it was in the, in the early in the season before uh, OG got traded though, but. If I if I saw OG on the Sixers, I know you didn't like it at the time, but we're yeah. seeing it on the Knicks now. I told you he could take this those the six, that Sixers team over the hump, but right now he's taking the Knicks team over the hump. And I love seeing, um, as much as I hated watching Miami lose, but um, mm-hmm. but loves I, I love I've been like enjoying watching him because he's an excellent defender. Yeah, he is, and and that's one thing they very lacked at the um, that wing spot because Julius Randle's not a good defender. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Julius Randle is kind of. The most av- one of the most average defenders. Plus, he has the offensive load, so probably below average. To be a little bit, yeah, sometimes he'll he'll take some possessions off a little bit. But yeah, OG man, I mean, he's one of those players where it's like we've been waiting for the offensive game to develop, and it's kind of been like three years, like almost the same exact offensive game. But you know, maybe the Knicks can help that. I've like I watched him in person when Sixers Raptors like right before he got traded, and I was a big OG like wanted him on the Sixers. I watched that game and I was like, I don't know if I want him anymore. <laughs> like he, he just didn't look like great offensively. He looked like a liability offensively, actually. Like a, um, so like if he can continue what he looked like on Saturday, like that should be the average for him. Like nineteen points, like you know, good good defense, pretty efficient. Like that should be. Yeah, at the end of the day, he's a three every and D game wing for him. Every and any team would want a, a three and D wing. Another game that happened wasn't tel- uh, nationally televised. The Clippers and Celtics met in Boston, and uh, Celtics kind of got cooked that entire game, really. Clippers kind of had their hand on them the entire game. Mm. Celtics really couldn't you know, gather themselves to make a solid run towards the lead that the Clippers had, but the Clippers went out there with their roster that they've transpired here, which is a pretty good roster when you go ahead and take a look at it. But they mm-hmm. cooked the best. Well, I'm not going to say cook. They uh Beat the team that's no, they, best they in the them. East no, very they well. Them. They beat them very well. Um, now, I will say, Drew Hade was back in that starting position when it came down to it because no uh, Porzingis in this game. But uh, just a kind of a statement went for the Clippers because not too many teams, I believe they're actually the only sec- the second team this year to beat the Celtics in Boston. I yeah. Say. So Celtics were the first. Celtics have con- like. They're just one of those teams where it's like, yes, they look like the clear best team in the NBA, but then they have these games, and they have these games in the playoffs as well. I mean, Kareem, you know, you're a Heat fan. They had it against the Sixers as well, where Joe Mazzulla is just live and die by the three. Like, if you're missing, it's whatever. Keep letting it go, which is, I guess, not a bad mindset. Like, you don't want to tell your players to stop shooting just because they're missing, but to an extent, like, it it's really loses them games, and, and it loses them playoff games. And Jalen Brown, you know, had a – like, Tatum had, like, his average, like, a little bit under 50% solid outing. Uh, he could he should have been better, though, as well. Jalen Brown, you know, I've never been able to trust him in the many years he's been in a Celtics uniform. Al Horford – and Derek White and Al Horford struggling is kind of the surprise of it. But then you have, like, Drew Holiday. Like, you traded for a lot of these guys that will have these inconsistencies – and even Christoph Porzingis is one of them, who he actually has been very consistent this season. But overall in his career and some of these bigger games, he's been inconsistent. And it's just, I I thought Joe Mazzola was turning a corner 
to start this season. I thought that they had, you know, better philosophy, better way of basketball. But then they have, again, these games where they're just chucking threes and it's just really not working. They had a similar game against the Nuggets. They were 14 of 44 from beyond the arc. Like, they have lost to pretty much every kind of real contender that as healthy in January, I believe. They even lost to the Bucks. Like, all of a sudden, like, they have, they luckily have, you know, they can beat average to bad teams just because they're so good. Yeah. But when they match up against these teams that kind of can match them offensively and their production, they've been they've been dropping games. I mean, they lost the Pacers as well uh, earlier this month. So, I just I it's so hard to trust Joe Missoula right now and the Celtics are one of those teams where, you know, they're kind of like the Sixers like you got to show me in the playoffs. Like it, it's hard to truly buy in um to the Celtics team because it feels like they lose in the most dumbest ways. I don't know if you guys saw was it the Clippers game or maybe the Heat game um where they win the tip off and get a backcourt violation. Yeah. I'm just like I'm just like that's like the, the Celtics always make the stupidest <laughs> decisions. Uh not saying like I mean it's the first play of the game, but like it's just it just feels like for some reason the Celtics are always one of those teams that always finds themselves in a bad spot. Um when it comes to like late game execution and, and all that. You know, I don't know if they've hit a game winner this year, even in all the games they've been close. Because they kind of just go to Tatum, and Tatum just tries to shoot that yeah. midi. I mean, yeah, I, I mean, I kind of agree with you. I think Joe Mazzola is just a little too inexperienced right now. Mm-hmm. I think they might have to move on with him. Obviously, we saw with Adrian Griffin and the Bucks. It's hard to move off a coach that you know has a, like as good as a record as he is. It's which a is good hard. record, but it, it doesn't mean anything if you don't go anywhere in the playoffs. Yeah, and I think it could be a make or break year for him um, because if you're if you're Boston, I mean, you're looking at this like, look. The Bucks just fired their coach midseason. You know, we already beat them before in the playoffs. And then the only other true competition is the Sixers. And you're like, well, we beat them before. And we added Drew Holiday and replaced Marcus Smart with Drew Holiday and also got Kristaps Porzingis. So there's no holes in that on that team. Like, absolutely. Every single one of those players on that court can defend one through at least four. Mm -hmm. Like Derek White, great defender, great shooter. Great playmaker. And a lot of it comes down to pick-and-roll actions. I've seen Derek Wright and Chris Porzingis play uh, the pick-and-roll so well. And for some reason, like you said, I see them going to the three-ball, even though that pick-and-roll is working phenomenally. Like, mm-hmm. who's guarding Chris Stapps in the paint? It just feels like they're always late in the shot clock, and they kind of just don't know what to do. They're almost, like, they're almost too good in a sense of they don't know where to go with the ball consistently. Like, it should all, always be Tatum. But, like, we just talked about Luka and Embiid. Like, those teams know that the ball is going to Luka and Embiid when it comes down to it. I feel like the Celtics are almost like, well, Kristaps has looked like almost like an all-star this year. I mean, Derek White has all-star hype. Jason Tatum's obviously the the, the superstar that he is. Jalen Brown is also very, very good. Um, it's kind of just like no one knows. They, they, like, don't, they don't know who should get the ball at the end. And, and that's just something they got to figure they out. Need, I, like, they need an identity. And it can't be the identity can't be worst case scenario. We shoot a three with two seconds left on the shot clock. That's an identity that loses you games. Because at the end of the day, if Jason Tatum, if he doesn't make at least like a finals run, we start to question is he a first option on a team? I think I, I know it's like it might be a crazy take to say to Boston fans. They might be upset at me, at me saying that, but like mm. The numbers don't lie. He's been in the league, what, six, five, six seasons? Mm-hmm. Made it to uh, at least two, three uh, conference finals, and he just hasn't shown up. Mm. It's tough, but one thing we should talk about is the Clippers. Cause 
Oh yeah, man, they've been playing. They've been they've been balling. They they've worked perfectly. I mean, Paul George and Kawhi are pretty good off ball, and Harden is kind of it's the first time Harden's really not had to be the main option on the team since OKC. I mean, like the main scoring threat or one of the top two main scoring threats, I should say. Obviously, with the Sixers, Embiid was, but it's it, they don't really need a scoring, and I think he's just flourishing. You know, his stats have taken a dip, but he can get away with the nine, eight, and seven, and two of eleven from the field because. You know, Paul George and, and Kawhi can pick him up, and so can guys off the bench. Like even Westbrook's had solid games uh, this season. They're a very good team, and I, Ty Lue is once again being as good of a coach as I always kind of thought he was. And all of a sudden, the Clippers, I believe they're ahead of the Nuggets due to them having one less loss than the Nuggets, even though Denver has two more wins. But all of a sudden, now they're the top three seed. Yeah, and shout out to Russell Westbrook. Uh, that bringing that unit off the bench, mm. it's being he, he accepted his role as uh, that sixth man off the bench. I know it's hard going from a superstar point guard to a backup point guard behind James Harden. Obviously, James Harden's as great as he is, but Russell Westbrook has absolutely been loving life in uh, L.A. Maybe mm. other side of L.A. now, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but he's been flourishing off the bench, and I, it's it's great just as a basketball fan just to see him happy. And possibly compete for uh, a title, especially after we thought that this Clippers team, we thought this is how they would perform, like last year even. Maybe I think I, I think I predicted the Clippers would make the finals like four years in a row, dude. And yeah, I was like, like I was like, it's it's gotta happen <laughs> eventually. Another team that rivals the Clippers out west uh, played another crazy game Saturday night. The Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they played the Warriors in Cal. Is that San Francisco that technically that arena is I think, in? I, I think it I is. I think San it Francisco. is, yeah. I think they yeah. officially moved to San Francisco. Up in San Francisco, uh, somewhat would say game of the year. Double OT for the Lakers and the Warriors. The Lakers got the win 145 to 144 with some of the most clutch free throws <laughs> that anybody will ever see by LeBron James, <laughs> which I'm not going to lie. I thought for sure. Now, at I, least one. I know Skip, I know, uh, Skip Bayless already had his Twitter out. I was, I was like, no. I was like, no, LeBron, please. LeBron, (laughs) triple-double for LeBron, 36 points, 20 rebounds, 12 assists. Steph Curry for the Warriors, 46 points. I would go to say those two may not have been the best players in that game, though. Mm. Draymond Green, what he did on the court that that day for him, 8 points, 14 rebounds, 11 assists. Guess where his plus-minus was? Plus 32. Wow. Wow. He also had three steals and two points. I've never seen anything like that before. Mm. A plus-minus of... Third plus thirty two when you've got eight points and fourteen rebounds. Let's see. Then who was his replacement? Uh, well, Kevin Kevin Looney was a minus fourteen. Oh, that's rough. Wow. He was the lowest on the team though, so I guess it was just a bunch of different players that replaced. Players like Draymond Draymond. always get overlooked because of the no no one really looks at um stats that don't go towards the category. But Draymond obviously Mm -hmm. coming back from that suspension. Has been great with doing hustle plays and play, play just playing that point forward uh, role for them. It mm. seems like they lost a lot of games when he was. Which, by the way, the amount of time he was out, I would say, kind of overkill, possibly. Yeah, because we know who Draymond is. Like he's he's not the type of guy that needs to go to counseling or anything like that. We know who Draymond is, but the time he was out, they lost a lot of games. He comes back, uh, they almost win this big one as well. But the way he's playing, it's probably. Showing here that hey, Warriors really aren't out of anything when it comes down mm-hmm. to it. As long as he's back on the floor with Steph, that Skidded. core right there, even uh, Clay, who really didn't have a great game, 
He was able to put in, uh, I believe it was 22. We don't have the stats pulled up at the moment. 24. But, all right, but 24. not a 24. I remember shooting. that last shot he took, and then he ended up fouling out. But mm. he didn't have the greatest percentage-wise shooting, but he yeah. was still able to relatively get the job done, even though the Warriors ended up losing. But Kaminga's been, yeah. he's been very good. Yeah. I mean, uh, they, like... They really could put it together, but I don't know. I don't know if yeah, still if they, they can. They Andrew Wiggins has definitely picked up, too. Uh, I know he started the season off. I think losing rough. that. Yeah. He started the season off like he didn't want to play basketball. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think losing a game like that is like just really killer to trying to flip the season around. Yeah, Clay Thompson though a little a little too uh too many shots. Yeah, for... too happy. <laughs> <laughs> Him for... and Steph combined for thirty eight threes. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Steve Kerr wanted nine to for ask twenty. Why they, 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 they didn't shoot. Yeah, nine for twenty four from the field and six for what fourteen? Six for seventeen from yeah, the three. That's tough. That's a little. <laughs> mm, uh, no free I, throws I, either. Good <laughs> 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 yeah. I mean, Most of them were threes. And <laughs> mm-hmm. all right, now that was the last game that happened that night, and I purposely left out the game that was sandwiched uh, in between these two because now we're going to move on to that one. Right now. And as a Sixers fan, mm-hmm. I completely understand where some of these folks are coming from. Yeah. But uh, another primetime matchup, which we would have all loved to see, 5.30, the Sixers and the Nuggets Saturday. Instead of Jokic and Embiid, it kind of turned into Pat Bev. Versus and Paul Reed, uh, too. Yeah, Paul, oh, Paul, Paul Reed. Was, I didn't know he had the mid-range. <laughs> no, 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 neither like did I. <laughs> I think the bench, I the bench no like, stood up like I he had a deep three every time like, he had a mini. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, all right. But it was zero hesitation as no, well. No, and that's, that's a good thing because I think it's the one, one of the problem with Paul Reed's uh, the bag a little bit. that Sometimes he has either too much confidence or none at all, and it's like my, you got to find a happy medium. My on him is he gets into foul trouble a little too easily. Oh, he does. That's that's the problem. I think I like watching him play, but like sometimes I'll see him like pick up a bad foul, but he like, did great doing that. I mean, he's yeah. guarding Jokic, and he played forty-two minutes and only and had five fouls. But I think he had like three uh, until the very end. So yeah, he did a good job. Thirty, uh, 30 uh, points, thirteen on the glass. Uh, did not realize Patrick Beverly had eleven assists. Kelly Oubre did have a quiet twenty-five. Mm-hmm. But it was quiet. The fans uh, in Denver, they weren't quiet at yeah, all. No. Uh, there was mo- <laughs> even the broadcast. Broadcast crew when it came down to it, uh, Richard Jefferson and J.J. Redick, uh, they let it be known. Even they were a little upset that Embiid, what was it, 20, 15 minutes before tip-off, yeah. they had decided that he was going to sit. Uh, even six, you know, obviously Nuggets fans don't think about this, but even Sixers fans were pretty upset that yeah. we weren't able to see that type of matchup there because what Embiid did previously to Jokic seemed like people were kind of forgetting a little bit kind of what happened in Philadelphia a couple or was it a couple of weeks before or just one week before? One week. It was like 11, 10, I think 10 days. I more upset that he hasn't played in Denver since 2019. Yeah, that's another thing, which when all the people are saying he's ducking, he's ducking, it's like, yeah, at the end of the day, it just sucks he's because, not ducking. But yeah. once you see the pattern, you can't it, it, really be upset at them for saying that. Yeah, obviously, like, without context, it looks bad. Yeah. But, man, I remember watching the Pacers game and, like, he, like, he, he, one of those small injuries where you're like, is he all right? And he stayed in, you know, because yep. he's always stays in. And he's in beat. And then what I think happened is he wanted to play so bad um, that he didn't tell the Sixers staff that he was, you know, banged up, like, after the game for the injury report for the Nuggets game. And then they, they said the team staffers saw him out there warming up for the game and said, uh, you're not looking too hot. Yeah. So we're just going to keep it safe. But I think that's why he wasn't on the injury report because I think he didn't you know, bring it up to the staffers that he probably was saying he was fine because he wanted to play because he literally said it 11 days ago. He's like, I can't wait to 
play him again. I see him in Denver, and I know the NBA said that they're investigating it. Yeah, I don't, I don't care. Know my, what my rich, my rich owner loses yeah, money. I just, most likely will end up being fined. Yeah, because just, the NBA is yeah. trying to get away from this. But. My rich owner loses money. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> but no, I think. Um, it, it does suck because it felt like it was a game where Embiid could have locked up the MVP like in January, just yeah. because it would have been like, wow, like this guy like is he's on a roll, right? On now. an insane run, and it's yeah. obviously it doesn't affect too much in a sense that just it would have been nice. It sucks they only play each other two times a year anyway, um, and it sucks that every year it's been you know a, a slight injury. Just crazy, um, six points a night. Oh yeah, I know it, it's ridiculous, like thirty five. But we yeah we talked about that last week. But in this game though, I mean, man, the Sixers played. They play. They play tough. I mean, they're without like they they went out with lineups where it was like if any of these guys took more than two dribbles in a playoff game, I'd get mad. Oh yeah. And they and they they were going keeping up with them offensively until you know the fourth quarter. But they had eighty eight points through three quarters, <laughs> and I'm like, this is a team where I don't know where I'm going with the ball. Uh, like I Pat Bev pick and rolls was the best option, yeah. and, and that team scored eighty eight points in three quarters. Like Pat Bev's also been great. For some reason, he has one of the best touches in the NBA. Like on those float shots, I I don't know where it came from. Um, but Paul Reed obviously did great. Uh, it just sucks because they really had a great opportunity in that second half to f- somehow win this game. I didn't realize how many players were injured. Yeah. Oh, Maxi like, was out. Yeah. Tobias was out. Melton's been out. I'm Covington's been right out. Now. I, I think that's also a reason why they sat Embiid is because Maxi was ruled out because he like twists his ankle a little bit. I think he's he, he's questionable tonight. Um, and Tobias was out because he's been sick. And I think that's also a reason they were like, all right, like we're just kind of an, a, a scheduled loss. Like we're not going to risk your your knee with a little bit of swelling. And I think that's I support it. It just sucks that it happened to be a Nuggets game against Jokic because yeah. I support the look, man, like everybody, what everybody wants from you is a playoff run, which is funny and a kind of ironic that NBA fans are complaining that he doesn't play regular season. And then, but if he played, they would have said it's like a Super Bowl. But, you know, that's just the, the way narratives exactly. work. That's, the way that's just works. the way narratives work. But I'm just saying, like, I really do like the way they're attacking, you know, any small injury. They're not willing to risk it a little bit because every 50-50 game, like, even just under Doc Rivers in the last couple of years with Embiid, he's always played, it felt like. Like, if he was questionable, you're like, if he's not doubtful, he's playing. Like, and that's kind of why I like the way they're going. It just sucks that hopefully he gets to 65 games. And I also kind of forgot Halliburton's also on the verge of not making 65 games, which is, yeah. this new rule's already cooked uh, one year into it. Um, At first, I was like, oh, I like this rule. But now that I I'm like more it, into the season, I'm yeah. just like, oh. I, I like it for like MVP. 65 is a bit much. I would yeah. like him to drop it to 60. But I feel like that 60 compared to the 82-game season mm-hmm. is a reasonable amount of games. Yeah. You're going to miss that 22 right there. But yeah. 65, like you got to stay healthy. I think like Embiid, if somebody falls on your leg, yeah. you're yeah. cooked. You I can't think, do anything about that. I think Embiid will get there. My problem with it is I like I think for MVP and those kind of awards, it makes sense. For all NBA, it makes zero sense. Yeah, I'm sorry. If Embiid averages 36 points per game, even through 45 games, he had a better season than Demontis Sabonis. I like. I I don't. I don't <laughs> care. Like with all due respect to Demontis Sabonis, yeah, I like get that. like and same thing with like Halliburton. Like Halliburton might get robbed of all NBA now. Like and it's just you're messing with somebody's money. Like yeah, this isn't yeah. this isn't just like oh agenda talk, like a legacy talk. This is. This is money. Like, this is for I, money. Yeah, I understand, like, MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, like, those mm-hmm. type of awards. But when it comes to all NBA selections... Like, Steph you- would have been left off the ballot last year. And Steph had, like, a 50-40-90 season averaging almost yeah. 30 points per game. 
I, th- I think the I think Adam Silver is probably gonna have to revisit that situation because yeah. I, I feel like every year when they introduce a new rule, it's kind of like an, an experimental phase mm-hmm. to see how fans are gonna react. Yeah, and now right, even Joyce Randall would not. Well, is Joyce Randall gonna get all NBA even if he played? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> He's I had would. a very good season, I will say, but uh, I think I think the forwards are just well the fifteen players in the NBA now are just too stacked. Yeah. All right, transitioning over to Sunday, just one game I wanted to point out, not even really a talking point, but it seems like uh, that town up north in Michigan named Detroit, <laughs> they kind of swapped wins. Yeah. Uh, their football team wasn't able to do it yesterday, but, mm. hey, their basketball team was. <laughs> <laughs> a 120-104 to win over OKC. Uh, the Pistons have now won six games on the year. Uh, we'll start. Still rooting, still trying to get to that ten number, mm. which Jalen Duran gets wow. tougher and tougher. But uh, I'm not sure. I mean, if they're going to get there. Yeah. But uh, this was kind of a, you know, kind of an overshadowing win. Obviously, Thunder fans are going to take it a little bit more than what it needs to be. At the end of the day, it's NBA basketball. Anybody can go out there and win. We'll say though, mm-hmm. no Cade Cunningham. That kind of loss does look a little yeah, bad for the team because he was going to play. Uh, he was he was a game time decision. They ended up sitting him. But I think it was more like Chet Holmgren getting outplayed by Jalen Duran. Mm. Shout out Jalen Duran. He's yeah, been Jalen out for Durant's a while, yeah. and his impact on the court is phenomenal. Is uh, so as I was because I ended up watching a bit of that game before uh, the first three o'clock game. I'm pretty sure. I think Isaiah Stewart is just a power forward at this point. I don't think they don't play him really. Yeah, I think he's position. like a big. Uh, I think he's gonna minutes. get. I think he's gonna be a, a name to watch at the trade deadline because um, like he's. He's now taking four threes a game. He doesn't kind of – Duran's been on his game, so he kind of doesn't fit that mold. But he's kind of been putting it at that four spot. There's actually been uh, – I think on ESPN, they actually do finally have him labeled as a power forward, which I was yeah. a little shocked as. But <laughs> He is an undersized center Yeah, if he was a center. But, yeah, like, but even Jalen Duran, though, he's also very undersized. When it, well, not times? very, not very. But he's undersized when it comes to the center position in this NBA, but he's still able to go out there and get it done whenever he needs to. Yeah, but he but has been out for a while. I think what makes Jalen Duran so well is his positioning under the glass. Uh, I've seen him like go out of bounds. Twenty one blocks. Yeah, I've seen him go out of bounds just to like uh, get better positioning on a player and grab a lot of offensive rebounds. Is he like that? Um Dennis Rodman, uh, click, clack. <laughs> <laughs> I think of that every time I see somebody. Get <laughs> I think a, a big, a bigger reason why uh, they were losing a bunch of those games was because Jalen Duran's been out for a while. I think it was a couple months, honestly. Yeah. But yeah, he, he's missed some time. He started off the season very well, um, but yeah, I think he was a big factor why they had that decline. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm, I'm excited to see him and Cade uh, link back up. All right, transitioning to segment two. Before we get there, Hawks-Raptors, they had a close game as well. Hawks ended up getting the win. Trey Young, 30 points, 12 assists. His name may come back around when we get into our all-star reserve picks, but we'll wait until segment three for that. Segment two, though, coming up right after this break. Back here on the N1 Podcast, Episode 2. Your two hosts, Butler and Docker, here joined by Kareem Gali of the Rowan Sports Department. Going on to Segment 2 here, Doc Rivers is back in the NBA Eastern Conference. He is now the coach, or head coach, of the Milwaukee Bucks, signing a $40 million contract. Uh, that's all the way through the 26-27 NBA season. So now the Bucks at this moment, 
currently have three coaches on their payroll. Doc uh, being the most recent, and then Adrian Griffin, the one they fired uh, to repl- to have Doc replace him. Uh, even though he got off to that 30-13 and 13 start, players, though, you got to listen to the players, and the players were saying, mm, he's not it, guys. So they ended up moving away from him, and then they're still also paying uh, Mike Budenholzer from whenever they fired him last year after their first-round exit. So three coaches right now, i got to say, I can't remember there's ever been another time like this where three coaches are being paid by one team, but their team is fairly set when it comes down to it right now in that second seeding spot. But, uh, Kareem, I'll start with you. Now, Doc, after we saw what he did with the Sixers, the Bucks with seemed like zero hesitation, which I'm kind of thankful for because now I can finally watch Mike Breen the way I want to watch Mike Breen. Watch Mike Breen, but... I was just about to say that. <laughs> I could finally watch television again. <laughs> but Doc here going to the Milwaukee Bucks, when this first happened, were you, you know, a little bit shaky at first? Were you a fan of it, or did you even have any opinions at all? I, I've never been a fan of Doc Rivers. I've said it when he was on the Sixers, too. It's always just, I've, I don't like the way he goes about with his players. Um, we've saw it with Ben Simmons. Don't get me wrong. There's blame all around mm-hmm. that whole series, the Hawks series. However, I also believe that Doc Rivers – threw Ben Simmons under the bus. Like, yeah, that might have been the reason you lost, but there's multiple reasons why you lost. And I don't really, I don't know. I, I just don't like his uh, coaching style. Like, you've seen the history, second-round exit after second-round exit. Yeah. Just can't get over that. And right now, Embiid is, I would say, better than Giannis. I don't know if anyone wants to agree or disagree. But, no, you know uh, I'm agreeing. That's a fact. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, fact. I'm saying, like... Even though Giannis you, has been passing the ball great as well, too. Yeah. If you on. couldn't get over that hump with Embiid, you have someone like Giannis who can't shoot as well, and you have someone like Damian Lillard who's on a bit of a decline this season. Unfortunately, uh, his years are starting to catch up to him. But, um, mm. I, I don't know. I think Doc Rivers' coaching style is a bit out of style. I mean, it's a little too old school, and... Um, I don't think it's going to work out for the Bucks, and it might be another thing where they can't fire him at this point because, like you said, they already have three coaches on a payroll, so they can't have a fourth. I feel like that's where the league might have to step in for some kind of salary cap or something. Wouldn't be a surprise, especially with the new CBA. Doc, I'll go over to you. Um, mm-hmm. He's back. Mm. Um, now, I'm not, I haven't checked the schedule. I'm not sure how many more times the Sixers play the Bucks, whether they play them in Philly, anything like they that. They play them two more times, and they play them in Philly on the 25th of February. I'll be there. 25th of February? Yeah. No, that's my You'll be there. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's one of those, uh, I think it's a Saturday or Sunday, the ones where the ABC has like a, the full slate of games. Uh, yeah. <laughs> and I think that's the first game because it's 1 p.m., so it should be a, a good one. But, yeah, Doc's back. Um, I uh, As a Sixers on. fan, I... I, I there really won't be a coach I hate more, um, and and like it's 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 funny, but it's like, man, he really he really just does a lot of things wrong. Like, first off, let's go through pros and cons for the Bucks. Pros, he'll spam the Dame Giannis pick and roll, and it'll be great. They'll have career nights. Um, cons, that ain't working in April, and it ain't working in May. Yeah. Um, and he space like he doesn't believe in off ball movement. He doesn't believe in really anything. And I think Giannis is one of those players where you almost need that. And B got a and B could carry could carry it a little bit more to his mid range shooting. Uh, and like the packed paint sometimes wouldn't matter because he would just shoot before he got to the paint. But Giannis now that packed paint it's almost gonna be it's gonna almost gonna be like 2019 all over again. And he might it might be actually be Nick Nurse you know <laughs> with the Sixers doing it you know building that wall because for some reason Doc Rivers doesn't know how to space a floor. And that's a big reason why the Sixers lost to the Celtics. And 
it, it's just a problem. I think Doc Rivers is a solid coach for one of the. Remember when he coached those Clippers teams, the one with, you know, Shea, rookie Shea, you yeah, know, yeah. like Montrose Harrell. Like, that's where Doc will thrive. Like, if the Pistons hired him, I would support it. The problem is, if you're a contender hiring Doc Rivers in the year 2024, you really need to look in the mirror. And not only did you hire him, you gave him a, a lucrative contract like you talked about, and you also gave him multiple, multiple years. And I don't know what they're doing, and I think this is maybe the beginning of the end for the Milwaukee Bucks. Giannis signed that two-year extension, but they're old. They're an old team. And just because you signed a two-year extension don't mean you can't go to the front office and say, get me out of here. So I think this is the beginning of the end, and I think it's just inevitable that they're going to flame out in the playoffs, and I think they're going to be a 4-5 or five seed. I think the the Sixers will move up to 2, and somebody will move up to 3. And oh, yeah. if they win first round, that's cool. If they if they don't, then I wouldn't be surprised. And if they win first round, they'll lose to the Celtics. So I don't know if you saw a guy saw one at least one video, but um, it was when he was with the Sixers. There was a fan behind him. And they were all in the huddle. Yeah. And he ain't cooking anything. <laughs> no, no, no. That's not the point. Doc Rivers, <laughs> like, his talk was, we got to play harder yeah, and like, do better. I was like, what is that for? One a? of the biggest games in Sixers history, by and the way. The, and I'm just thinking, I was like, what are you telling your players? Mm-hmm. And, it, like, uh, it, I don't know. It just hurt my brain to, like, watch. Like, if you're a coach, a professional coach. Um, come on, guys. Come on. We got to play hard. Like, <laughs> that's like some high school prep. Like, talk. man, like, in timeouts. Like I'm, you know how they always mic up multiple like a lot of coaches during timeouts. Like you see them actually giving pointers. Like, hey, look at the like even Pat Bev gets the Nuggets. We didn't talk about that. That was pretty funny <laughs> when he was mic'd up coaching like Paul Reed and stuff. Like that's what timeouts should be. I know there's some timeouts you take for motivation, like to get your guys riled up. It's game six of a the one of the biggest series in Sixers franchise history. I think like two minutes and, left too. And all you're saying is, come on, guys. Let's go. We gotta play harder. You are not going. You don't want to give them pointers. We we haven't scored in like six minutes. Like yeah. Like you got. I, yeah, I, I know just he don't got understand. flamed when, when that bad. video went when 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 uh, went viral. It's 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 bad, man. I really, I, I it's kind of funny he's getting jobs. It's because look, the players won't hate him, and the big reason why you know Giannis deserves slander because he handpicked Adrian Griffin and he handpicked he him out of the building. And I think the reason why I handpicked Doc Rivers is because Doc Rivers don't hold his players accountable. Like, and I think that's a big reason. Giannis is like, well, I want a ring, you know. I don't want to be held accountable. And I think they had a problem with uh, a rookie head coach. They thought they could bully a rookie head coach, and they couldn't. And they kicked him out. And he wasn't a good coach. I, like, he wasn't great, but they hired him to hopefully replace the bad playoff adjustments by Mike Budenholzer. They didn't even let him see the playoffs. For real, it, it, it's it's interesting and it's, it's the whole thing, whole ordeal is just interesting. And I think we'll talk more about it in the summer uh, when they get eliminated. But it's going to be, I could see some some bad things going on in Milwaukee. Yeah, and he's getting paid too. Now, I saw this stat as well. Uh, Thirteen times have an NBA team come back from a three-one lead. Doc Rivers is on the opposite side of that three times. <laughs> In his career, <laughs> the crazy stat line. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> three times have I can't his tell teams w- lost a three-one lead, and that's not even the thing. Is it's like he should have been up three-one in some series, so he could he could have blown more. But he's actually sometimes he's not good enough to get that three-one lead. He went the better. I team. remember in an interview, Doc Rivers was was um he was talking about how he blew a three-one lead, and he was just like, "Oh well, we were in that series. We were the eighth seed." So I was like, 
That's an excuse for blowing a three-one lead because he always has seed. excuses. I mean, he already started one we didn't talk about, that, but he was like, just, he was like, I want to wish this on anybody. <laughs> He's already that starting. That just made me like, I was just like, what are you talking about? He's like, well, well, we were the eighth seed, so uh, why are you surprised that we lost a series? No one's surprised you lost a series. We're surprised you blew a three-one lead. Exactly. <laughs> we'll see how his coaching tenure goes though with that team up north in Milwaukee. We'll see how they do. Turk currently in that two seed though. We'll see if they improve or drop like Doc was saying. All right, moving on here to some all-star things. We'll keep it here for a bit. Uh, the all-star game starters were released last week, and for the most part, keyword there most, they got everything right. For the most part. We'll start here in the West. Uh, the captain, technically, even though they're not picking teams or anything. Of course, LeBron getting that role. Honestly, that he'll probably always be the captain until he retires. Yep. Yeah, I don't think that'll ever stop. Yeah. Um, Kevin Durant, Nicole Jokic joining him in the backcourt, and then the guards. Luka Doncic was picked first, and then I will say it was it was a weird feeling not hearing like I expected his name not to be called, but it was still weird not hearing Steph Curry being an All Star starter. It was. Quite, it was quite weird, but Shea Gilgis Alexander getting exactly what he deserves, and he's going to be a starter. How did you guys like that uh, West lineup to start with? I think they got it perfect. I mean, Steph's had some some moments where he hasn't been as good, and I'm taking Luca and Shea pretty easily over Steph yeah. this season. But you, like you said, it is weird, and I don't know if there's another forward I would take. I think the only underrated one I was maybe is Kawhi Leonard, but hit like the counting numbers just aren't there to for him to beat a LeBron or. You know, so I think I think they got it perfectly right in the West. Yeah, I, I agree. I honestly, I don't see any holes. Uh, Kevin Durant's been carrying that. He started off carrying off that uh, Suns uh, team yeah. off the rip because Beal obviously was out longer than mm-hmm. anything any of us expected. Yeah, and um, yeah, uh, I just I, I it was weird after seeing Curry not in the lab. I was like, wow. Getting old, man. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but like, I, I love uh, watching SGA. So seeing him mm-hmm. get that starter spot. It's it's good. It's special. All right, and then for the East, uh, Giannis being named that captain, which he's he's almost in that LeBron thing where he just always gets it now, and I think that's kind of why they went away from it. But it's interesting. Wouldn't have been surprised if they wouldn't end up giving it to Embiid there. But that front court, Jason Tatum, Joel Embiid, and Giannis, and then the guards, Tyrese Halliburton, obviously very much deserved, and then uh, a guy. A great guy. He's a great. He's a great <laughs> NBA player. Maybe not great enough at the point where he should have been a starter this season. But Damian Lillard also uh, getting recognition for being an NBA starter this year, which uh, me and I know for a fact me and Kareem uh, disagreed with this one. Uh, Doc, for you, how did you feel uh, about him being named the starter? Um, awful. <laughs> um, I think he might be. We'll get some reserves, obviously, mm-hmm. but I think you might be my last guard in the All Star game, let alone my second guard. So, uh, like, I would take Bronson over. I think I think that's a definite. Um, I Mitchell, I I yeah. I could talk myself into Maxi. They're playing the same role. One guy has more wins, stretching a little bit, in my opinion. But I, I see what you mean. I, efficiency with Maxi is definitely way better. I'm sorry, man, but Damian Lillard this season, <laughs> season is shooting 42 percent from the That's field, what I'm and he's shooting. Like, I see it. He's shooting 35 percent from three, and he's also this isn't like he's he's he has these numbers because of high volume. He's still only averaging like 25 points a game. 
I I, I, I can't think it's get the assist that. numbers too. Maxi Maxi I think averages. Does Maxi average more assists? I'll check this, but he, he definitely sure averages. Dame is eight. He averages more points on better efficiency. I think Dame is eight and Maxi might be five or six. Uh, Dame is six point eight. Really? Maxi is six point six. So the only difference mind. between Maxi and Dame. I'm not saying Max should start. It should have been Brunson. Yeah. I think we can all agree on that. Um, but like I, I would take Maxi over Damian Lillard this season so far. I would have had uh, personally Mitchell as a really? starter. Really, Mitchell okay. just just because of uh, how he's played that point guard role while Darius Garland's been out. He's That's fair. And the, the Cavs have been hot. Too? Yeah, yeah. The Cavs have been oh, very, sheesh. very hot. Mobley's better come back for them too. He they've yeah, been playing out, out Mobley and Garland. So, Brunson, uh, yeah. Brunson this year. I mean, he's. It's ridiculous. Mitchell He's, averaging like 30 and like six or seven assists is just absolutely nuts. Brunson is almost 50 40 90, I believe. Um, you know, he, he, he you know, he's only 84% for the line, but he's 48% for the field, 43% from three. Like, yeah, Brunson's averaging more points. taking a nice leap this season. More points, mm-hmm. some more assists. I don't, I gave, they gave the Dame because the name oh, is it's fan voting plus. Fan voting, I believe, was only twenty five percent of what they took. Which in. because Maxi was actually the second most. Yeah. So it was the players voted Halliburton and Maxi to start the All Star game in the East, which would not have been opposed of. Also, yeah. would not have been upset if they would have replaced Maxi with uh, Donovan Mitchell either. Mm-hmm. Would have been completely they should uh, foul first play the All Star game, take Dame out. <laughs> 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 oh my gosh. I'm sorry, but I honestly didn't know how bad his stats this year were until I just looked him up. Like he's averaging 25 points, but yeah, it's awful efficiency, awful efficiency, not his greatest. Which I guess we can allow him, you know, new place for him, kind of getting acclimated. Don't know how much longer he'll even be there to be acclimated. But yeah, I can't think of the. Um, do you guys remember the uh, that uh, when fan voting like? I think it was majority of the votes and mm. that Warriors starting center. I forget it was an Azili? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. One of them got voted into the All Star, but they had to like rechange it because he was like the only player from that country. <laughs> I remember when uh, Wiggins uh, jokingly got in because somebody on Twitter was like telling uh, like the K-pop fans that Andrew Wiggins is a big K- K-pop fan, <laughs> 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 and, and so they all voted him in the All Star yeah, game. Sh- that was wild. <laughs> the way it works is as I'm looking at this, uh, the stars are determined by a combination of the fan vote, which is 50 percent of it. Uh, voting from current players, 25%, and then the media is the other 25% mm-hmm. gotcha. as well. So uh, I guess the fans wanted to see Damian Lillard. We'll see how much minutes he actually ends up playing in that all-star game in Indianapolis. I think everyone just year. wants to see half-court shots. I feel like it'll be a little bit different this year, though. I feel like the fact that they're bringing it back to East and West, uh, they're it's not in such a big city as it's been in the past couple of years. They're going in Indianapolis, much more smaller structure. And it's like, going to feel like an all-star game. Yeah, I, I feel like they're actually going to – they're doing away with uh, – because I heard Adam Silver talk to – he was on J.J. Reddick's podcast earlier in the NBA season, and they were discussing all the changes they're doing over all-star weekend. The long halftime shows, not going to be a thing anymore. Um, That's great. I the long introductions. <laughs> I believe they're still going to do those introductions that they do on the stage beforehand. I think they're still going to do those. Yeah, but they drafted last yeah. year. It was but a lot of the stuff yeah. is much more shorter, and that's because the players were saying, we're not playing in this game – like we should be because it doesn't feel like an actual game because there's all this time. Like, yeah, you like there's a concert, concert yeah. at halftime. Mm. <laughs> like I'll never forget uh, the years in Utah. Um, they first of all they had Burn a Boy perform in Utah, which to my to in, <laughs> come on guys, it's Utah. <laughs> Burn a Boy, please come on guys. <laughs> but like I'll never forget 
camera just pans to like uh, Embiid and uh, Pascal just jamming out <laughs> during <laughs> halftime. I'm like, all right, guys, this is an NBA game still at this point. But they're trying to do all way with that so the players are a bit more engaged, which more I feel serious. like this will be the start of a much more serious All-Star game. I wish they'd bring back uh, 1v1s. Ooh. Honestly. They might throw guys. Do you like they're bringing us, you know, Sabrina Inescu and Steph Curry? I think that would be that fun. official. Yeah, that'll be fun. Okay, yeah, be fun. I, 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 I saw it, it, but I didn't know if it was official. I'm pretty sure Sham tweeted it. Oh, I hope yeah. so. Man. I hope she doesn't get like. It, it might be bad. Oh, it might no. be bad though because like, the WNBA three point line is like five feet shorter than. Well, the, I wonder what's the. Okay, okay, yeah, that. it's like five feet. She still, she still can shoot. Yeah, yeah, she she's a bucket, but I'm. I don't know. It's which, also Steph Curry. Yeah. I, I don't know which three point line they're gonna go with. That's my thing. Well, they'll, they'll definitely. They'll probably both go with the NBA because I don't think they'll make a separate line like on yeah, the All Star yeah, court. That, that that's what. Also, dunk contest. It's uh, I haven't seen any. Mac McClung has an invite. I know, and then Hakez. Yeah, I'm excited to see Hakez. Can Hakez get up like? That? Yeah, yeah his high school mixtape I saw. I was like, oh, he's oh. nice like that. I I honestly didn't know he had hops like that until it, w- it was announced. And I searched up. I was like, let me see a mixtape real quick. <laughs> what if we get that the first? What, I guess he'd be the first Mexican to win a dunk contest right there. I mm. can't think of any other Mexicans that were yeah. in the NBA winning a dunk contest. That's a big win for the Mexican culture when it comes to the NBA. Shout not out. too many. You don't see that. Not too many Mexicans in the NBA nowadays. Yeah. But Jaime putting on for the culture down there in Mexico. Um, all right, now we're going to transition to uh, picking our all-star reserves. Now, of course, each team, 12 spots. They already have the starters with five, so we can only afford seven spots for these bench players, which me and Kareem were talking off-air earlier. Uh, it was not You easy. almost missed someone. I did, I, I did miss someone. So when I say his name, I'll admit right, that yeah, I, I did not have him. Are we starting with uh, East or uh, West? So East. Uh, East, yeah. I think yeah. East is the easiest, maybe. Yeah, so let's do that one. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? Up, let me pull up my notes. Do you want me to go first? I'll go ahead and go first, All right. actually. Uh, let's just pull these notes up real quick. All right. From the uh, – I do want to point this out. Uh, Jalen Brown is officially a front court player now. Uh, they, for some – I don't know when that switch happened. No longer yeah. a shooting guard, But he is now a front court player. I guess he's a small forward. I think they with. have, like, Drew Holiday, point guard. Derek White shooting guard, and then him at small forward now. Yeah, that's why. All right, so for my East, uh, starting in the front court, uh, Jalen Brown. Yeah, I, I feel like he's still going to end up and making that All Star team, even in a bench uh, capacity. A guy that uh, it kind of took me a little bit to put his name on here, but I feel like he deserves it. Uh, Chris Stapps Brzingis. Mm, um, really. Yeah. Without him, I don't feel like the Celtics would be in the position that they're in at the moment, even though he's missed a couple of games and they've still ended up winning those games. But Chris Stapps has played, I would say, one of the better seasons of basketball we've seen him play in, in some years when it comes down to it. Uh, my last guy in the front court, he started this season out very strong. His team is still – now his team has lost some steam recently, but the way he's been playing this year, he deserves to be an all-star, and that's Paolo Bancaro. Uh, he deserves to be an all-star for what the Magic are doing, what he's able to do for that team. I don't have his numbers up at the moment, but uh, I believe he is averaging a, tr- a double-double, I want to say. Uh, I, I know he's having like 23 and 8. Is it 8? Uh, I would hope mm-hmm. he'd you know, start try to get that 8 we'll to like a 9.9 yeah. <laughs> or something like that so we could round up. But, yeah, go ahead and take a look at that as I go ahead and switch to my backcourt. Uh, I will say, I accidentally totally forgot about Donovan Mitchell. At, mm. at first, I did not nine. put him on here. I literally, what is it? 6.9. Uh, uh, yeah, he can bump that <laughs> up. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but still, I'm still putting Paolo there for what yeah. he's done for the Magic as well. Sure. Uh, I didn't think any other players, when it came to the front court in the East, kind of deserved it over Paolo. Paolo was that last spot getting in for me. Um, in the back court, though, 
uh, Donovan Mitchell, of course, when it came down to it. Uh, Tyrese Maxey, too. So those two right there. And then two more, uh, Brunson, of course, out of New York. And then I also was able to go with uh, Trey Young with mm. that last spot. It was Trey, I feels like he deserves it now. When it came to some of the people that I kind of left out in the East, I was kind of fine with leaving them out. No, None of the guards on the Celtics, when it came down to it, none of them had deserved it. Uh, I really hope the fan voting doesn't put Derek White as an all-star. Uh, uh, no, it's over now. It's fan, over. fan voting doesn't affect reserves. Okay. Um, that's just coaches and stuff. But would have been. I will say I had the same exact um, list as you. I think the only issue is I think I'm going to give the edge to Bam Adebayo over Kristaps Porzingis. That's why I have. Um, Which is understandable. Uh, but it's hard because Kristaps, I mean, he showed up against big in big games, he's more efficient than Bam, and you know he's almost averaging two blocks a game. So, uh, but Bam still is you know better defender. He has more of a responsibility on the Miami Heat. So I I kind of factor that in. Um, like we just talked about how I mentioned Dame's the number two, Bronson's the number one. So I would give it to Bronson, especially yeah. since he has better numbers. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I I, I have the same exact. Uh, I think Damn. I had also had the same except for one. I had Scotty Barnes on there. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, wait. See, but Barnes that's over. Guy, that's a guy that deserves it. Yeah. <laughs> Barnes over Jalen Brown or Bancaro? I'll put over Brown. Mm, let me check. I got to check. I, I, I also have Bancaro, but Scotty Barnes, in my opinion, 23, and I think almost 10 boards. Like He's been great yeah. for that Raptors team, and he now he has the keys lot, to them. Yeah. To, to that, uh, it is his team, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to lie. I think uh, – I think you might have cooked. The only problem is, is the politics of the Celtics only having like one All Star, even though they're thirty five and eleven. Like the it, it would be an outrage. They probably will give it to fans. JB then, just because of you know popularity and how All Star usually goes. But I would love to see Scotty Barnes because we he had a bit of an underwhelming sophomore year. Uh, by a bit, yeah. very underwhelming. Jalen Brown is having a very good year, though. He's very efficient from the field. His three point shots still average. Yeah, he's definitely stepped up when Jason Tatum's been out. Mm-hmm. And yeah, he's been solid. Uh, I I do understand the Scotty Barnes uh, take though for sure. Which I think anybody else. I mean, Randall is in the mix. Yeah, I think with the injury he's now not though, even gonna play. Yeah, play uh, Randall's in the mix. So, yeah, he's, um, I saw uh, <laughs> I saw Charles Barkley did a oh, Miles Turner. Now I think. here's a guy that we don't have Miles on Turner. here, which people are gonna. Well, I feel he's also been very low key this year, which is kind of why I also traded him away from my fantasy team, Jimmy Butler. Yeah. I think he just hasn't played enough. He just yeah, that too. He has not just, been around. He's just here for the playoffs. Some way, somehow, four on fan voting though in the front court, number four, right after Jason Tatum. So mm. we'll see how that goes. Jimmy's but. just waiting for playoffs. He don't. He don't need a regular season. <laughs> 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 it is funny though. All right. Uh, I wish uh, Lamelo would have played enough games. Yeah, he, he's he would have twenty four and at this point. Right yeah, he's kind of almost an automatic. But yeah, I don't think he's played enough games to even Definitely beat it. But then again. Zion was also a starter last year. Uh, did not play a lot of games when it came yeah. down to it. All right, uh, moving on to the West Court since our East was so relatively. I think we maybe Demar. See, that team is just so mid. I, I, <laughs> I, 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 I said this like either last podcast or two podcasts ago. I'm going to make sure I don't watch as many Bulls games as I can. <laughs> I, I do not want to watch that basketball. And Zach Levine's not even playing right now. Yeah, and they got they got players I like. They've got too much drama. But they don't got a team I like. So once Alonzo hits the court again, then I'll start paying attention to Bulls <laughs> basketball again. But we might actually never see that again. Yeah. All right, moving out west. Uh I'll start again here in the front court. 
I may have a little surprise here. Uh, we'll see how you guys react to this, but I feel like he'll end up making the all-star team. Uh, obviously, first, which is a guy I... They were never going to have him as a starter, but I wouldn't have been opposed if he was a starter. Uh, I guess the only person who would have started over was KD, but uh, mm-hmm. Anthony Davis, I do feel like the season he's had this year so far, all-star starter caliber, but obviously with who is starting, kind of can't put him over there. So Anthony Davis uh, in that front court spot. Another guy, Kawhi Leonard, also kind of been a little bit quiet this year, but he's not been injured. Hasn't missed too many games. Uh, silently, the clip. Well, yeah, silently the Clippers are doing what they're doing as one of the better teams in the NBA. Kawhi's getting that other spot, and then for this third, I ended up picking four front court players for my bench. Uh, so Wemby, no matter what, he's going to be an All Star. Uh, knowing the NBA, knowing mm. their product, <laughs> he's going to be in the All-Star game. Now, obviously, he won't be starting. He'll end up becoming off that bench there, but there's no way the NBA is not going to have Wemby in Indianapolis. And then my, and I could justify it. I, I think I, you can. He's averaging 20 and on 47% from the field. On a minutes restriction, by the way, uh, playing one of the best defense. Uh, three blocks is crazy. Like, mm-hmm. I just I, Every time I watch just him, just uh, I, it's the – it's just the length. I've had a tough time picking the West. I'm not gonna lie, because there's a lot of players around yeah, the same. Even for this last one, I picked for the front court. It's uh, like he's not the most obvious out there, but I feel like he's done enough this season. The way his team, is, the team that he plays for, the position they're in right now, obviously they're declining a little bit. But uh, Alperen Sengun, mm. uh, I would not be opposed to see him come off the bench there uh, for the All Star game. I feel like he's the way he's played this year and the way his team has kind of rallied around his play when it comes to it, mm-hmm. because the Rockets don't have they, their play is kind of based around how he does when it comes down to it. I mean, Jalen Green had thirty eight the other day, but how many times has Jalen Green had thirty in his career? Yeah, I can't tell you really. Yeah, um, <laughs> but Sengun getting that last spot in the front court for me, and then moving on to the uh, the back court, of course, Curry. Um, I'm putting Devin Booker there as well. And then this one was kind of hard because there was, I would say there was actually four people you could say as I will go ahead and mention it now. uh, Embiid is out for today's game tonight against the Portland Trailblazers. Is that 10 or 1030? 10. I think, I think exactly 10. All right. But yeah, Embiid's out as also Tobias Harris, uh, Tyrese Maxey. They're still questionable. Doubt they're going to end up going as well. Probably just want to get them back to the Philadelphia area before they get on the court again. We'll see how that goes, though. Sixers could be undermanned. But going back to the all-star picks here, uh, Curry and Booker, my two uh, backup guards. And then, really, there's like, you have to pick here between a guy in James Harden, who you could say, hey, he could be there. Uh, a guy in Anthony Edwards, who you say, hey, even he could be there. Or a guy in De'Aaron Fox, who you say, hey, he could be there. Mm-hmm. I didn't pick any of those guys. I'm going with Kyrie Irving. I feel like the NBA is wow. yeah, going to put him in that position there. As long as he's healthy, which he, he has hasn't been. been no. <laughs> um, I feel like they're going to end up putting him in that position there. Leaving out De'Aaron Fox, uh, who wrote two, a couple other names I just said there. Leaving out De'Aaron Fox, James Harden, which was hard because James Harden has been playing great for the Clippers. Mm-hmm. And Anthony Edwards, who has not had the year that some of us have expected him to have, but his team is winning, though, which is the most important part at the end of the day. All right, that's my uh, East and West reserves. Who wants to go next year? Uh, I'll just go real quick. Um, Tough for me again. I'm going to go with Steph Curry, um, Anthony Edwards, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. Oh, no Booker? Booker's in there. Uh, But 
I, I just kind of didn't mention his name right away. But Booker's definitely in there. But the last two is tough for me. Um, and you might have sold me on Weminyama. But I'm gonna I'm putting in Paul George in, would, in one I, of those last two. I can see it. I'm but I, I, I it. he's having 23 points a game, 47 percent from the field, 42 from three, and the Clippers are top three C in the West right now. Last spot though, is am I giving it to Weminyama? Maybe Demanda Sabonis. I would would I be killed to put Rudy Gobert yes, in that would. last yes, spot? You would. Sadly, you wouldn't be killed, but you'd be looked down upon. Yeah, <laughs> it's just tough. Like the Defensive Player of the Year, leading the number one seed uh, with Anthony Edwards by his side. It's it's hard not to reward that. It's almost like the Derek White conversation, though. But Rudy Gobert is way more valuable than Derek White. Um, even though Derek White's very good. Forgot about Cat as well. Well. Gobert's more important than Carl yeah, Towns no, on the Timberwolves. So uh, Cat's not really in the question. Um, with all due respect to him, I'm I'm gonna officially give it to uh, give it to Weminyama. I think he he can get that last spot for sure. All right, for um, I'll start off with my front court players. I got Booker, Curry, and Fox. I think it's pretty just numbers don't lie. Uh, Fox had a nice stretch of games where he was averaging about thirty. He dipped a little bit to around like 26, 27. I'm honestly surprised you guys didn't have him on your list, but hey, we don't want Fox around here, I guess. Mm. <laughs> and going on to my backcourt, I got Kawhi. I, I really enjoy seeing him healthy. Him and AD, I both have them on there. Uh, but yeah, seeing them healthy is just fantastic. It's, it's peak basketball, you know. And um, I have Sabonis. Uh, I feel like Sabonis getting a little too much hate here. He's he's he's, he's kind of like a little Jokic, you know. He he played. No, like, I almost put him on there. For, that's why I said I was debating between the three. Excellent rebounder and a great playmaker at a player his size. It would be kind of weird though because I did not say a single Kings player, so yeah. I feel like you have to give it to <laughs> yeah. one of them. And I I think Fox deserves it, but does he deserve it over any of those guards? I just don't know. Because if I give it to over, if I give Fox, I'll put him over Edward, Anthony Edwards. Yeah, but then the number one seed in the West has no All Stars. You know how bad that looks. Yeah. Like especially because they're the actually, I believe they do they have the best record in the NBA now, or is I think it's still the Thunder or uh, the Thunder now. It's the Celtics, but the oh. Thunder and Timberwolves are tied. So that would be kind of bad. Anthony Edwards deserves it though, I think for sure. It's just tough. Yeah. I just I like watching Fox play and yeah. again Sabonis. Uh, Sabonis is probably like uh, it's kind of weird with Sabonis because he's like the um he kind of he's the second option if you really think about it. But yeah, like, he's performing at a first option type of level. But uh, my last player I got uh, Wemby with you like there's just no way we've been they've been shoving it down our throat like all year. <laughs> like I just, honestly didn't really think about him when you before you said it. I, I really every, wasn't every like every post is just especially even when it comes to the part when they factor in the player voting. I already know for a fact yeah. most of those players were voting in Wemby there. Yeah, would not be surprised at all. All right, that wraps up our All Star talk there, and we're going to move on now to our picks for tonight. As I would say almost every NBA team is in action tonight besides a good portion of those that played yesterday. But are there any back-to-backs now that I take a look? I don't think there are. don't think there's any back-to-backs from yesterday. But a lot of NBA games going on today. We'll start off with the Knicks and the Hornets. Obviously, Knicks, no uh, Julius Randle when it comes down to it. Uh, me personally, though, in this one, 
This one's in Charlotte. I'm going to go ahead and take the Hornets in this one. I like them. Portland's playing a back-to-back. Mm. Oh, yeah, they are technically, yeah. So, Hornets. Wait. Hornets next. Hornets next. Mm, yeah, I think you just got to go with the next team without Randall. That's tough, though. I'm not going to lie. That's that's more who tough who than it. Who fills his spot there? Who does? That's, that's interesting. I was about to say Obi Toppin. I was, I, was about to... <laughs> I, think, I think it's Precious. Oh, yes. Ooh, I know, mm. man. I might have to take the Hornets. <laughs> but I, don't, I can't think of any other player. Like, like or uh, Jacob Toppin, right? Uh, he's. I think if he's not with the, if he's not yeah. with the, he's on that two way. Yeah. Uh, I think I team, think I, I. Their only option is actually Precious Chua. I just gotta go with the Knicks down, uh, still. But it, it, I could see this being a def, like a Hornets Hornets win. Is this somehow. Uh, Knicks at home? No, this no. is in Charlotte. Yeah, I'll, I'll take Hornets. I'll Brandon take Miller's Hornets. been balling too. Yeah, I'll take Hornets. Mm, okay. Could be a big Josh Hart game. Shoot, they could pluck him at the four there. <laughs> be, I mean, what's the difference between a power forward and Josh Hart? <laughs> get you to rebound. Yeah. They might All just right. shift everything down, honestly. Mm-hmm. No? Could do that. All right. Other 7 o'clock game. A good one here as well. Clippers and the Cavs in Cleveland. Two of the hottest teams in the NBA, I think. Right? And I think, yeah. And I'm still going to go ahead and take the Clippers. I'm going to take the Cavs. I think the Clippers just kind of. There really isn't a reason. I just think the Cavs are a little bit hotter. They're playing at home. And I feel like when you're coming off a big win against the Celtics, I think you're just kind of due for a letdown, especially since you've been on the road now for a bit. So I think Mitchell game time decision with a groin mm, probably will end up playing. Yeah, he probably will. So I think I think I'll go with the Cavs on this one. I'll take the Clippers. Two one there. Clippers favor Uh, in Brooklyn. The Jazz and the Nets two thirty. So. Actually, these teams kind of just played it recently, too. I believe it was in Utah. Honestly, this is like one of the harder games to pick. <laughs> I mean, I guess back. I'll take the Jazz. I'm right with I'm right with Utah. I'm taking I'm taking Ben Simmons back. Give me oh, Brooklyn. Ben Simmons is back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, wait a minute. Give me Brooklyn. <laughs> wait a minute. Uh, I'll still take the Jazz, though, but uh, that, this might be a game I uh, tune in uh, to. I, I want to see uh, how many minutes they play him for. Mm. Probably, like, probably like 10, 15. Yeah, no way more than 40 no right away. <laughs> <laughs> Another back issue the next day. Yeah. <laughs> Could be an interesting matchup there, but a game that starts at the same time as that, which will be a much better matchup, uh, the Celtics in Boston taking on the Pelicans. This will be mm. a solid matchup of the bigs when it comes down to it and the guards, but Al Horford and Porzingis are game-time decisions with injuries most likely – Horford will end up playing at this moment more than Przingis at the moment. We'll see how that goes, though. Not too many folks on the injury report for the Pelicans. Celtics at home, though. Uh, Pelicans have kind of been slacking a little bit. I'm going to go ahead with the Celtics. Yeah, um, I got to go with the Celtics. Uh, I, I honestly was talking to myself in the Hornets possibly continuing to grow, but then they've they've grown on a little bit of a skid, uh, blown out by the Thunder and Bucks back-to-back, and I don't really see that changing tonight. So yeah, I'll also take Boston. Pretty clear cut. Yeah, there's no way they lose back-to-back home games there in Boston. All right, Suns and Heat, another solid matchup as well. 7-30, Suns kind of just got there. Now they're on a two-game losing streak, actually, after being on a seven-game winning streak. Uh, I don't believe the Suns will keep that up. I feel like they get win number one after that two-game losing streak tonight. Um, in Miami yeah, give me the Suns. In Miami. Mm. In Miami. That's that's tough, actually. It's actually a pretty good game, but I don't know. I think uh, I think Booker's 
Booker in Miami sounds like a good headline, so <laughs> I'm going to go with the Suns. I'll take, I'll take Miami. Maybe we'll see a Terry Rozier 30-piece. Wouldn't be surprised if uh, Bradley Beal, for some reason, nice 25-4 and four game from him as well. He's kind of been silent during that win streak yeah. as well. 8 o'clock, the Lakers and the Rockets. This one's in Houston. I mean, you'll never look at an injury report that Anthony Davis and LeBron James aren't on. Uh, of course, they're on there, and nobody on the injury report really for the Rockets. This is kind of a tough one. Rockets, uh, most of their wins come at home. Lakers, though, just played a really tough game against the Warriors. Uh, this is tough, actually. I'll take mm. Houston. I think uh, I'm going to take Houston yeah. as well. Mm, I think the way the Lakers are coming off that 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 high with that big game against the Warriors, <laughs> and I think. Yeah, I think the Rockets could give them issues defensively, so I think I, I will go Houston. Well, now since we all picked them, they're definitely not winning. Now. Yeah, <laughs> no, they, they're already down by 20 in, in the second quarter. So. 8 p.m., the Kings travel into Memphis to take on the Grizzlies. Grizzlies just lost to the Pacers in in Indiana. Excuse me. Uh, it's also not the easiest one to pick either, though, because the Grizzlies have, even though they've been undermanned, they've been playing solid basketball. I think I'm going to go ahead with the Kings here, though, still. Mm, I will also be going with the Kings, but uh, shout out to my guy uh, Vince Williams Jr. He's been uh, he's been, been balling. Yeah. Um, Rookie, right? Uh, second year, but I he was mostly in the G League last year. Gotcha. Didn't know he could shoot the three ball the way he could shoot it either. Yeah, it from beyond the arc. How about you, Green? Yeah, Kings. Unfortunately, you know. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. I, I, no, I'm saying like Hates unfortunately the for the. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately for the uh, Grizzlies, just too many injuries. Yeah. All right, this next game, for some reason, it feels like these two teams play once a week when they clearly don't. The Timberwolves and the Thunder, 8 o'clock. Uh, another game where whoever wins going to have the best record in the West. Uh, once again, I I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The Thunder are coming off. They do have the, one of those teams with the back-to-back coming off the loss uh, to the Pistons in Detroit. I think we're going to go ahead with the Timberwolves in this one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. I just think they have, like, Rudy Gobert inside, and that's where Shea makes, you know, his money, and I think that could be a possible bad thing. And then I think uh, Anthony Edwards is going to get, you know, because they had that little beef, Shea and and Ant. I think Ant gets his, you know, get back, if you will, uh, tonight. I'll take OKC just because I don't think, Gobert's going to guard Chet. <laughs> mm. And also, Cat's not a great defender. So, yeah. yeah. We'll, we'll see how it goes. But uh, I, I've seen a lot of uh, the paint open up when uh, Gobert's not in there. And obviously, you can't just sit in there if Chet's on the uh, on the three ball. And we've all seen how much Chet likes to shoot. Now, a game where not too many eyes will be on this one. Uh, down in San Antonio, the Wizards and the Spurs, 8 o'clock. I mean, I guess I'll take the Spurs in this one at home. It's, it's really just a pick me at this point. I'm yeah, gonna I'm just gonna take the Spurs. Uh, if I ever, if I ever take the Wizards, please, <laughs> please, <laughs> just, oh, just man. talk to me. Go sit courtside. <laughs> go, go sit courtside. Jordan Poole, see you. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of courtside, uh, that I was the some of the Pistons game I did catch yesterday against OKC. Oh my! Well. In rela- now, I can understand not being at the game in Detroit. They had a much important game later that day. There was nobody at that game. And, like, <laughs> in like the third quarter, they, when they were showing the lower levels, it was ridiculous. There was really nobody at yeah. that game. It was bad. 
Um, all right, moving on to this next game, 8.30, the Magic taking on the Mavs. This one's in Dallas. Uh, injury report, Kyrie is out with that thumb injury for this. So it'll be on Luka's shoulders again. Got to say, though, Josh Green has stepped up a bit when it comes to Kyrie being out, although I think we're going to go ahead and take the Magic here. Big game from uh, Palo underneath. Yeah, I think you got to go with the Magic. Um, Friends back. Yes. Oh. Yes. Let's I, see. Uh, Fultz is a game time decision. If Fultz plays, we're riding with the match. <laughs> <laughs> Difference maker. But uh, yeah, no Kyrie. I just, I mean, Lucas scored seventy three, and they barely got past the pretty struggling Hawks team, and they're facing a much better defensive team tonight. So, I think I'm gonna go with the Magic. Yeah, I will also take the Magic. Once again, another good game. This one at 9 p.m. The Bucks taking on the Nuggets. This one's in Denver. Nuggets getting a little bit of a home streak going. Bucks debut. Uh, we'll say Giannis <laughs> at the moment is questionable. Uh, he does have an illness. Now, you know, when it comes to NBA players and illnesses, uh, the chance for them to not play is much higher for them to I want to see a flu game. Come on. (laughs) But honestly, I'm going to say Giannis does end up playing in this because he kind of doesn't want to – this is going to be horrible to say, but he doesn't want to do what Embiid unfortunately had happened to him uh, in Denver. Doesn't want the fans kind of going up to him like that even though though Embiid is at the end of the day in a very much different situation than him because he hasn't played there in 2019. But I'm going to go ahead and at home – I'm going to go ahead and take the Nuggets. Uh, tough assignment for Doc Rivers in this first game. Yeah, and you know what I think? I think I'm going to believe in the honeymoon phase of when you oh, hire man. Doc Rivers. So I think that they will win this game, Milwaukee. Because Denver also just hasn't played well. I mean, they've been pretty rough the last 15 games or so. They've still the been whole winning. January. Yeah, they've been winning games due to like you know them just being better than opponents. But they just really haven't looked good. And I think Milwaukee... No, no, I think uh, maybe Dame also can get back to his old self seeing, you know, the Denver Nuggets logo at midcourt. So I think it would be when, you know, Bucks fans are like, oh, look, we made the right move. You know, it's the way the NBA works. So I'm going to go with Milwaukee tonight. I think I'll also take Milwaukee. All right, and then the last game of the night, late night start, 10 p.m., Sixers and the Trailblazers with, all the injuries to the Sixers, even uh, I don't think it changes the outcome for me. Most likely, no Tobias Harris and Tyrese Maxey. Embiid is officially out, though. For the Trailblazers, uh, Shaden Sharp, who's been out for some time for them, uh, won't be playing. Anthony Simons, good game the other day, mm-hmm. though, from him. Wouldn't be surprised if he pops off. Still going to go ahead and take the Sixers in this one after what they did to the Nuggets. Still able to keep it close. Trailblazers nowhere near on the Nuggets' trajectory. Uh, give me the Sixers. Yeah, I'm just going to go with the Sixers. I know Tobias is playing. I think that might be all you need, even if Maxi doesn't play. Alexander <laughs> Embiid, but I think Maxi will also probably play. And I, so I think they, they still win with uh, with ease still. The eyeball revenge game? No. Oh, <laughs> if he has a revenge game, I'm done watching basketball. Sixers uh, pretty easily, I think. <laughs> All right, that just about puts a wrap here on episode two of the N One podcast. Once again, thank you all for tuning in for your two hosts, Butler and Doc, and Kareem for joining us. We'll see you all next week. You can find And One and every Rowan Radio podcast by searching Rowan Radio On Demand Sports wherever you find your favorite podcast.